You're listening to the Black Box Music Podcast with Brian and Nick, where we're talking to artists about what it's like to get your music heard in the ever-changing music industry, Uh, how it is to use tools like social media and other platforms as an independent artist in a changing music business. Today we sit down with Los Angeles, California's very own Adam Bones and Meg Spear of Friendly Bear. While they talk to us about the effect the pandemic has had on their physical tour, it hasn't stopped them from becoming social media sensations Megabones, performing songs in quarantine from their L.A. studio almost daily. Here's more from Adam and Meg now. Welcome to the Black Box Music Podcast. We're here today with Adam Bones and his lovely wife Meg Spear from Los Angeles, California. Uh, together, not only is Meg the drummer and a third of the band Friendly Bear, but also half the sen- social media sensation during quarantine, Megabones. Um, I also have a long history with Adam. I was uh, able to share the stage with him as uh, the, when he was the guitar player, singer, and still is of the Two Tens. He's also the singer of a great Ramones cover band, the Gabba Gabba Hayes. Through his career, he also has joined the Josie Cotton Band on guitar and a formerly left-handed guitar player for the Chicago great Save Ferris. Adam and Meg have successfully recorded live quarantine sessions every day during the quarantine, give or take, and also are on episode 116, am I right on that? Somewhere around there, 116 days of quarantine, basically. But you've also recently done a single with a bunch of greats like Mike Watt, Watt, Cherry Curie from The Runaways, Steve McDonald of Red Cross um, on the song Flatten the Curve. I would like to welcome to the show Mega Bones, Adam Bones, and Meg Spear. Thanks, guys. Hi. 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 Thanks for having us. Yeah, happy to be here. And we should mention that we tried this once before, but the audio cut out, so we are lucky enough to sit down with you twice. Yeah, well, we're happy to do it again. We like, you know, it's not every day nowadays you get to talk to people for an extended period of time and see them face to face and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. (laughs) Even if that was him. Right? Socializing. Yeah. It is Mm -hmm. nice. It is nice. So, so how's, uh, how's, I don't know, quarantine been last couple <laughs> <laughs> I mean, besides doing these shows, I think, you know, we, we talked a little bit about that last time, but we could bring it back up. But, but you guys just started doing the shows, right? Like you just started doing these live uh, versions of what shows. you guys are doing? Yeah, we started, um, yeah, we just kind of, I, I, it kind of all started in that. Um, middle of March or so. It started middle of March. But even before that, like like years ago, I've been kind of trying to coax Meg to do like a stage it with the, just the two of us. Because before COVID and all this craziness, we would just kind of just play some cover songs acoustic at home, you know, mm-hmm. just the two of us just for fun. And I was like, we should do like a stage it one day just because this would be fun. And, um, we, you know, life and every, it was thing it just we just never got around to it mm-hmm. we were getting married we were, we were getting married wedding. right <laughs> but it's great because a it keeps you busy during quarantine it gives people yeah. a little bit of you guys like like we just said this is today is this is this is modern day socializing and even before these quarantine sessions you guys playing friendly bear together you had some shows coming up they were pulled i mean the plane was grounded on plan one <laughs> so Megabones was almost a plan too that's become extremely entertaining. 
Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so because we because our sh our our, our um, friendly bear um, EP release show mm -hmm. got canceled, and we had this kind of like acoustic idea kind of thing in the back of our minds in general. We were like, let's just record a song and see what happens, and just yeah. just for fun. And mm -hmm. I think too, if the Bad Religion Alkaline Trio show oh, yeah. had been canceled, we were had tickets to the show that. It was oh, like the first one, was it? It was Bad Religion and Alkaline Trio. We're doing a tour. To, we're doing a tour together. Yeah. And we, oh, okay. And we had bought tickets to that show like before. way, like right when they went on sale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're really excited about it, and all. We yeah. We got the email, like, the show is officially canceled, and we were hmm. like... How many more bombers can we deal with? <laughs> yeah, right. So They're such a good band, too, though, Bad Religion, yeah. such a good live band. Yeah. And I've never uh, seen Bad Religion live, so that was going to be a big deal for me. That was, yeah. I'm a fan of both the bands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, so the first quarantine song we did was Mercy Me, because we already knew it, and we were just, I think song. we were just grieving a little bit. Right. <laughs> like, how do we process all this disappointment? And I don't even know why we posted it, to be honest. I think we just did. I think it was just one of those things we just decided to do for us. We did it for us. Yeah. Just well, it for seems us. Isn't that kind of the best way to do things, it's right? Just, yeah. It, it, yeah, we were just kind of like, we're really, we're bummed about the show being canceled and our show being canceled and all, all the stuff. So we're like, well, let's just record the song. Mm -hmm. And then we posted it. And everybody just kind of went nuts. <laughs> mm -hmm. Got a way much, very overwhelming response that we weren't expecting, and it was very, very cool and very humbling. Yeah. Um, so, how far in advance do you put together the song for the quarantine session? It's usually the night before. Okay. We usually record the song, well, we record the song the night before. Yeah. Usually, Adam needs like. I don't know, 15 minutes to learn the guitar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I take, uh, I was taking, I was like during the, so Meg's still working from home. So during the day, I would kind of go in the other room, like listen to the song, kind of look, 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 look up the chords and kind of try to figure it out. And then I would come out of the room, I guess, I guess five minutes later and, uh, mm -hmm. and be like, all right, I got the song. And then when she's done working later on that night, we would kind of get, get you know, going on put it, it together and, but yeah. is it harder for you to learn the song since you play guitar left-handed so awkwardly and I <laughs> it's totally different to learn left-handed than right-handed it's not the same chords or anything <laughs> so wild man it's it's been fun though because uh i've been learning i've been playing a lot of chords that i don't usually ever play and i've learned mm -hmm. some chords as silly as it sounds that yeah, i've never sure. known before uh, so that's been kind of fun in that in that sense. For so. sure. If you really want to fuck your world up, learn a BG song. Oh no. Oh, really? chords. Okay. Barry Gibb is the chord master. I guess we gotta do that's a BG song. It's also impossible though. to sing though. Well you would have to do it. I, know. <laughs> I guess it's not impossible. <laughs> guest session with Megabones. Sign me up. <laughs> we'll have a, a special guest on the on a, on a future episode. <laughs> future volume. <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah, but, but then we had a friend, so we, we, we posted a couple songs that we just kind of decided to do, to do on our own, um, that we had chosen for us to do. And then we had a friend reach out to us and say, um, 
I will give you four dollars if you do um, Puff, the Magic, Puff the Magic Dragon or Leaving on a Jet Plane. And we're like, oh, and it wasn't really because like, yeah, we need four dollars. <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay, well, let's maybe do a different song that we didn't even think of doing, didn't even consider doing to begin mm -hmm. with. Did you so, ask him if you could do both for eight bucks? Well, hold on. So, <laughs> so we did leave it on a jet plane, uh, and he PayPal'd me four dollars, and then uh, and then in a comment he said, "There's four more dollars on the table if you do puff." <laughs> That's great. So we did puff, and <laughs> so we made eight bucks. Yes, ching. Twelve and, back. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and, um, and then it kind of but from there it kind of snowballed into people making requests mm -hmm. and that wasn't kind of like anything we had considered or asked i think we actually said no the first couple people asked, yeah we did actually and we were like no, <laughs> no that's not what we're doing here because it was for us again it was like mm -hmm. no yeah. totally selfish you're not involved <laughs> <laughs> but but after that kind of happened yep some a bunch of requests started pouring in we're like you know what let's and we did those other two songs yeah that we weren't expecting to do so we kind of just decided okay let's let's do these requests and then they just started pouring in and then it turned into like we didn't even have to think we didn't have to think of any songs to do because we had so many requests just pouring in mm -hmm. we kept a long list and we just keep we do one day, another day, check one off, another day, check one off. And um, do you guys do this at a certain time of day? How do you guys promote it? Are you just like, we're just doing it when we do it? Or you just always do it at a certain time of the day? We usually would post it around like three in the afternoon our time. But mm -hmm. it, it wasn't like, I, I don't think we ever had really committed to doing it every day. It just kind of happened that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we and with all the comments, it's just such an organic like form of engagement. Yeah. Like now you're interacting with your fans, whereas before, sure, maybe they'd give you a like, but now you're getting actual like involvement. You know, play this song, I'll tune in. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and that's and that's kind of how it happened. Um, people would would request a song, and then we would play it, and they would be really happy about it. We were like, wow, we're making people happy yeah doing this silly yeah. little thing that we're doing it's and happiness currency it really it's is. A really is a thing no, it's a way happy which is a form of yes <laughs> I, I'm, I'm grateful for that especially now because every, every, and especially in the beginning everybody was so bummed and bored they didn't mm -hmm. know what they had to do with themselves. It yeah. was it was nice to engage and and we were getting dressed every day to record a video, so that was kind of important for our morale. Oh, cool. too. Absolutely, Remember yeah. Quarantine when you wouldn't even you would just be in your pajamas. Yes. All day because you weren't going anywhere. So what was? Yeah, and why wouldn't I'm you be comfortable while you're there. not going anywhere? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we really only got dressed for like slippers. <laughs> yeah. See. I, Exactly. See, it's like we look. Well, we'll edit that out of the video. All four of us look really cool, <laughs> waist up right now. Waist mm -hmm. down, I'm not so sure. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, that's how everybody's just dressing from the waist up waist these days. Up right now, everything zoom. You know, there's all this talk of like virtual um, shopping. Like, I'm getting on a Zoom call for a podcast right now. Let me get this Versace Bowie style custom suit avatar that you can wear for your 
thing and you pay for it or you rent it or you buy it. I was watching it on like one of those crazy shows. You know what I was just thinking would be really funny if it happened to somebody like bought the Versace one or like the, they got like a lot of money and then the, the video wasn't keeping up with them. And so they like kind of moved <laughs> and they're just like <laughs> naked or like sit wearing something funky. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, those glitches are bound to happen. Yeah. That's crazy. So tell me this real quick. How was like, I mean, obviously this year we're quarantined. We talked to a lot of musicians, but you had these plans. A couple things got, you know, um, postponed, your EP release show, canceled, straight up canceled. But has it affected you as far as what you had planned for the band, you know, like recording and releasing stuff and booking more tours? And, and what did you shift to if it did? Yeah, it did affect. We have an EP in limbo in the recording studio. And currently. Currently. And the studio has been open at various points throughout the quarantine, but um, not in a way where, where all of us can kind of go in yeah. there together to finish all of our And there's parts. only three of us, so it's not like crowd, but... Mm -hmm. It just hasn't quite felt like it's time yet right. so far. So that's kind of just like halfway done, sitting and waiting for us. Mm -hmm. And then when we do finish it, it's kind of like, what do we do? What do we do with it? <laughs> you know, because we can't, we can't promote it. Like we can't play shows. We can't play a show or anything. Yeah. yeah. But the good but, news is, is you have such a good live audience. Like you got a good social following, and it looks like loads of people watch those videos. So you kind of. Yeah, people are watching, yeah our videos people are pretty into it yeah. i mean one thing uh friendly bear has been considering is doing um some sort of a live stream or something yeah. uh we had kind of done before before not before we could all see each other because we all still pretty much distance even if we're rehearsing and everything but um before it was even considered to get in the same room together we did like Instagram live kind of stuff where we just kind of hung out with our friends. It was just kind of like, let's just hang out and talk about the band and everybody can come in and just, we can have a chat. Like Meg and I were here, guy, our, our, our bandmate was at his place. So we just kind of hung out and talked. Mm -hmm. um, so that people kept, and then that kept people, you know, engaged with the band and everything. But we um, did a live stream as a band last weekend, the weekend before. Oh yeah. Um, it was uh, for Save Melrose. There were some stores on Melrose oh. that got burned down. That um, and there um, some some culture. Some cult. Some cult. Yeah. Right? Uh, a uh, band group art people <laughs> really wacky stuff. It's pretty yeah. pretty pretty wild and very and cool. It's like an all online event. Yeah. So they put on this thing where they had a bunch of bands come in so they can raise some money and to try to you know, help those, those businesses. It's also a street art fair and they're right. going to do like a virtual art show and all of those proceeds will go toward the, those businesses. Cool. Yeah. So we did, so Friendly Bear, we did a, a live stream from a undisclosed private location. Uh, it was a garage. <laughs> <laughs> it was very cool though. Uh, they had it decorated really, really cool. And we did a stripped down acoustic set which uh, was cool because we had never done that before yeah. and we had never had to prepare for something like that before either so it was really good in the sense where now we know what we would need to do if we have to play another acoustic show mm -hmm. um, so we have that kind of under our belt which is really great yeah 
a little more flexibility for this versatility for this time mm -hmm. um, because we'll, we'll, badass bands forward. is doing some pop-up shows i think they, they just did one but um but before this we wouldn't have had any we didn't have a set we could have played because we just yeah. weren't prepared, so. yeah what do you guys think about like from since everything's basically live streaming for now whether it's like a group helping you promote it and bringing you to this thing or you guys are doing it on your own what what do you think's missing from that space or do you think could be improved or what would you wish it was like beyond what it is right now that's a good question it's a good question because it's tough to be having an audience yeah. right in front of your mm -hmm. face while you're playing yeah you know, and it's hard to replicate that over the computer. Although, you know, it's nice, like, like with Staged, people are, you know, chatting on the side. So you kind of get to see what people are saying and engaging. What if they put crowd noise in, <laughs> you know, I mean, as stupid as that sound, we had an experience where we heard there's a band Bush actually. Yeah. Did a live performance and he was the dude, the good looking guy. Yeah, Gavin Rossdale. That's him. Uh, that, oh, that sucks for the other members of the band, though. Gavin <laughs> Rossdale, like, out of the gate. I don't even know. I, I don't mean, know what any of them look I'm like. Yeah. I'm, I'm no one was like, you mean Tim, John? Yeah, right. Was, okay, I'm, I'm also guessing none of the original members but him are still in the band. You're probably right. I guess. I don't know. I would <laughs> but he, he did a live performance, and they had, like, TVs all around him with, like, crowd people. Yeah. And then feeding into his ears like the ah, you're so yeah. great, Bush. <laughs> you know, all that. And he said it was magnificent. So would that be cool to have like when you do your next stage at thing to have just like audience noise? I don't think I would well, I don't I don't well, really it, it feels that. manufactured though, yeah. doesn't it? It's <laughs> like what you could do is maybe like like a zoom like this where we can see everyone mm -hmm. is actually if we are able to actually see everyone watching us and what if they just start to moon you well that's hilarious <laughs> i mean that would be part of the just live like experience. Yeah. <laughs> okay, see? yeah it would change the dynamic of the show for exactly sure. i know i listen to a lot of comedy podcasts and i know a lot of comedians are actually doing that um where you they're doing their stand-up at home or wherever they're doing it but they could, they have like an actual crowd. I don't know if it's Zoom, it might be just Zoom. And Maybe. they can see the crowd and being comedians, like they can see like, oh, you got a piano behind you? Oh, like what the fuck's up with that? You know, <laughs> just like making jokes about whatever they yeah. can see. Um, that would be cool, uh, except, you know, with a stand-up comedian, it's just a guy with a microphone most, mm -hmm. most of the time. So you don't need that much audio, but. yeah. Uh, it's, it's it, hard to be immersive is what I think what I'm hearing from you. It's like the immersion of being in a venue that kind of smells like beer and like there's people and the sounds and they're right in your face and, yeah. and that feeling that we all got to know and then getting into this dry environment and being like, I'm trying to give it to you, but I'm not feeling it. Um, yeah, that, it actually, seems, that actually happened when we were doing our thing. We would stop the song. And, you know, nobody was there. <laughs> <laughs> but think even about, like, the generation behind you. Like, there's bands forming right now who've never played a live gig. 
won't have the opportunity to play a live gig for another year. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, when I tell the stories to like the bigger bands that are on tour now and I'm like, oh, when we first started touring in the late 90s, you had to pull over and use a, a pay phone to call your woman. It's like, oh, I've never toured without a cell phone. They don't get that reality. There is going to be shit. I mean, how many bands form in a year and a half? You know, there's going to be a lot of bands that this is their first experience now of engaging my audience, playing my songs live. Can't do it at a club. I got to do it on a live feed. I almost, I, I know that there's like, what's the word? Maybe not skill. Maybe it is skill, but whatever the word is, I'm trying, there is some sort of something you need to have to put on a, a really entertaining live performance. Mm -hmm. But I think this, this generation behind us that you're talking about, maybe it's something, but I think th like they might have sort of maybe a, they're a step ahead because they can adapt to this technology and the technological world that maybe like us, we're just trying to like keep up and understand and learn more about where they're, they're just born into it. And totally. so they have the advantage of knowing how to deal with all the technology and how to, totally. and how to like best reach an audience in that way. And then when they can play live, hopefully they have that ability to portray, to cross over, cross over yeah. exactly, and be entertaining not only with technology, but with a live show or incorporate that into your live show. Like if you're able to do something crazy with, I don't have any idea, <laughs> computer. But I see what you're saying, <laughs> a big LED uh, screen behind you that has yeah, well, people yeah, joining something. Zoom while you're playing at the Casbah. Whatever. I <laughs> yeah, I think it's just like, what you're saying is is like a digital native, you know, like they're native to the digital world versus yeah. having any other experience before that. I still think we're limited by um, by the hardware in which to make that experience better because sure. it's usually not like fusing an old with a new. It's more like the new is just completely better. Um, mm -hmm. Meaning like if if you had to be at home having a live experience, it's the best way to have done that would probably be through VR glasses and then have an avatar that other people can see. And then so you're kind of surrounded by a bunch of weird looking people, sort of like in, in that movie, um, Ready Player One, you know, like where everybody's basically inside this virtual world. Have you seen that movie or read that book? I read the uh, book. The, <laughs> the, the book is amazing, right? Did you read the book? I just love the all the musical references. The guy's like way into the eighties and like Joust yeah. and all these like early like video games. But that that seems like when something fully digital will become interesting is when you can get when that experience is almost more interesting than sitting on your couch. Totally. Um, and that was kind of even the whole point is like now there is a, a you know a generation that's totally digitally native. Yeah. It's where is it going? You know, what's the foreshadowing here? Is it going to I mean live concerts are going to come back, but even talking to some big agents, they even say even in the next year, yeah. maybe a 10,000 capacity venue can sell 2500 real tickets that are socially distant 
but then figure out how to do a, a simultaneous live stream and sell more virtual tickets, virtual you know? Tickets, yeah. um, just like, you know, just hearing things like that kind of makes my mind explode. Like, we're so early in how this is going to affect this industry. Yeah. We're going to see probably leaps and bounds technology wise um, as far as tools and things for artists to use for live streaming, you know, live engagement, all that kind of stuff. So the problem yeah. is, is the startup cost there. Like we are talking with another artist and if, if you don't, if you don't have like a good outboard, like eight channel mixer mm -hmm. that goes into your computer, it's pretty hard to have a good sounding live, live thing online, you know? Mm -hmm. But it just might be something that people just buy when they start their band. Like, yeah, I did, I got a guitar and, and I, have, I have the mixer, you know, so they let that guy into the band, you know? Like, totally. Like the Pete Bests of the world, you know? Um, but yeah, it'll be, it seems to be that. It'll know. evolve. We'll but even that guy that you were referring to, Curse Mackey, this Austin, Texas-based musician, he had such an interesting approach. And, you know, like, I loved his thinking. He was like, we're using these next however many months to get so good at our live stream show. Like, yeah, we invested a lot of money in these mixers and things that go to good cameras that we set up a corner in our loft, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, me, I mean, shit, I'm so used to the old school way and live music is coming back is my mentality, you know, but when, I don't know, you know, I, I, I appreciate those kind of foreshadowing thinkers like the Curse Mackies and stuff like, you know what, I'll bet you're not the only one who's thinking I should get really good at this because this is going to be a medium for live music going forward is the live stream, you know? Yeah, and it might be, it might be, I mean, sure, there's going to be rehearsal studios that'll just like outfit a room to do it, you know? I'm just like that. You, you could just walk in or maybe that'll save recording studios because they're all set up for that and they can just add a couple cameras and stream you, you mm -hmm. know, in the off hours while people aren't using it. But um, then it just becomes like how much, how much can somebody make off of these things? And is it worth, you know, the Is there a expense? business in it, you're saying? Yeah. Because yeah. well, that's what live shows do, right? They give you some money, hopefully, at the end of the show. Hopefully. I mean, the, I mean it, it'll turn into, like, whatever will be kind of normal to you sell tickets to something like that, you know? Just yeah. Like, you know, and then... Uh, it's getting more normal, you yeah. know? Yeah. It really is. You know, it was weird to pay for Spotify for a really long time because I'm of the age of Napster. If I can pay for this shit, I just went and downloaded it somewhere and it was mine. But now you want 10 bucks for it, but it evolved. I accept it now. And yeah. in the same way of, I see people playing on their Instagram all the time for free. Now I got to yeah. pay for it. It's going to evolve into some, yeah, you're, you're right. I think it's going to be accepted. It already is to me. You know, I see a lot of my artist friends that are asking for like $5 tips, you know, and it's like, 
how can I not give him five bucks? He's one of my favorite artists. And now he's like at home because he can't tour and I want to watch it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's he, cool. He, yeah. And you can give incentive, I guess, to people to try to give some money and get like a free download or of something or whatever. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, go, going back in time, um, what like what's the music that brought you guys like to make this particular group together do you have like a record or anything that you guys what? yeah like the two of you that were yeah. you know that made the sound of the band that you guys are like we both know, love these the influences behind the friendly bear yeah well we don't write the songs so that's important background uh guy writes all the the songs melodies and lyrics Interesting. And, okay. Yeah, and he has a strong uh, grunge influence. Too, okay. Style. You could say I hear like a Weezer-ish type thing in it. Yeah. A little, yeah, especially a particular song. But um, but I'm a self-taught drummer, and that particular style of music is really easy to. It's like always four-four. It's always pretty yeah. predictable, <laughs> tempo-wise. So. Um, it's been a really good learning base for me because mm -hmm. I can just kind of like immediately find at least where the simple beat is and then like try to push myself a little bit. And totally. Collaborate. Um, so this next record, we're going a little more in the direction of the Yes Fragile album. <laughs> Meg? <laughs> so you're going to need a new drummer. <laughs> it's like a math problem on drums. You need a whole new band. I don't think any of us are going to keep up with that. <laughs> yeah. The good thing that's is, great. The good no. thing is that we all kind of uh, are fans of like the, the 90s yeah. rock music genre yeah those were mm -hmm. years, yeah so. so it's not it's not unknown or or um unnatural for us to, to just kind of gravitate towards that to be able to play it play it well you know what's awesome and just to just kind of sidestep is on spotify my woman put on 90s alternative deep cuts oh it's a playlist on there and there is some shit that pops up that you're like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> like, um, do you remember who sings in a world of human wreckage? Hey, we did that song. Really? Okay, see that? It who sings it? Sponge. Sponge, yeah. Things Dana. like that. We have a friend who, who asked us, to, who requested that song and we no did No way, that's yeah, great. We did that one. You'd love it. It takes you back. To magazines of uh, hit parader bang you know oh, sure. <laughs> grunge yeah but yeah that's uh that's that's where we're friendly bear gets uh and like punk and stuff like that but mm -hmm. um you know yeah that's how that goes do you ever yeah. see a potential friendly bear mega bones tour <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess Friendly Bear on tour would be a Megabones tour. <laughs> pretty kind of. Adam has kind of a policy against double dipping. Yeah. Like playing in two bands on the same mm -hmm. bill, which is a pretty good policy, I think. I don't really like to do it too much. Yeah. If I Here, wait, wait, did they just take a break? That guy's playing again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Confusing for it's, everyone. It's a little confusing. <laughs> yeah, I tend to not, if 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 possible, try not. Try to be in one band uh, on on the on a bill. Yeah, there was always a band like 
there's always a guy in a band who plays in everybody else's bands. Yeah. And that was bound to happen at certain points. And it's it so annoying. Us, like, Nick, actually, yeah, Nick like, and I yeah. had the same member of the same thing. And Nick and I are great friends. We wanted to share a bill together. And it'd be like, dude, no, nah, you can't. Well, we gotta, it now. You know, so in the I end, mean, we didn't I, really care. But sometimes, I'm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened. I feel like I have played in, a, in multiple bands. Oh, I have. I know I have. Actually, at the Casbah once. Um, but uh, anyway, I can <laughs> avoid it. Yeah, if you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Give us some. Um, so what do we got to look forward to with you guys? Uh, you know, I mean, is the EP still coming out for everyone to hear? Is it a, you know, a yeah. final limited release we can get? Well, we, we, we put out our first EP. When did we put out our first EP? Um, at the end of March, I think. Or, yeah, in March. Is that when it was? Okay. Uh, and then we put out a music video, like right when everything locked down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. Not very great, great timing. But um, actually, I think the music video came out right before Memorial Day. Oh. So yeah. it was like, here's a new music video. Oh no, <laughs> everyone's in the street. Everyone's very upset. Oh, that's <laughs> oh no. <laughs> It's just like, You're like, but can you watch it? Maybe <laughs> you can watch it. Yeah, I mean, it's still oh, okay. We no longer want you to watch this at all. So right. carry on with what you're doing. And <laughs> That's funny. but I mean, we do have, yeah, like like Mike said, we have this. Um, we have an EP in limbo. We do have more songs that we were planning on recording. Mm -hmm. we, we are eventually going to be putting out a full length. Um, but you know, we'll see. Only time will tell when we can get back to to doing that. And um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully soon. Mm -hmm. But um, it'd be nice. What if it doesn't happen? What if in the next there's still a year? Like let's just live in a in a world where one we year more. <laughs> oh boy! Well, what I would mean, you do? Well, it is just generally speaking, like it is weird how we all everybody seems seems to have like this is the new normal like everybody's kind of a little bit more comfortable with this way of life in general you know mm -hmm. music aside like everybody's yeah. like okay well i'm in i don't get to see my friends i don't go to bars i don't go to shows okay this is the way it is and we're kind of moved on from there which is interesting mm -hmm. as humans. but uh i don't know if we can't play if we can't so we can't put out the music I don't know. Well, can you put out the music, but can you, can you get, like, what would be a different way, creative way to do it where? We still could probably do, like, live streaming shows. Um, we could, I have no idea what else. <laughs> I guess what I about other bands that might want to do, like, a, a multi-Twitch? You know how they do, Twitch has, like, you can... One band can be in their room and then play their set, and then it's you, know, you can like stream yeah. yours from there, and it becomes basically like just tune into one of them, and you'll see all three bands. Yeah, um, we doing like a a thing where we invited bands into our lockout, and we just like it's your time in there. You get to do your set, and then they clear out, and then we go in. And I don't know. If we, we didn't really think too far into the logistics of that, but I recommend first versus second drop. Yeah, like, yeah, just wait. Exactly. So. 
Like everyone can use their own microphones. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Please sanitize your station yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'd definitely be uh, cautious and about it. I think we just keep waiting for the day when it's like, okay, now it's now it's okay to do this. Now it's okay to do this. And like kind of just like adding a little bit of activity to our comfort bubble. And it just never seems to get You know there. what I you know what I think needs to come back is the amphitheater or the mini amphitheaters. You ever watch so on HBO right now, and I'm not plugging HBO, but they have a show called Perry Mason. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We watch it. It's great. So remember in the in the last episode, he meets the dude in in like a park yeah, and there's a little amphitheater right there <laughs> where like some bums are playing some weird music. Yeah. But I could see those things like being totally relevant again in a world where, look, we're we're gonna be outdoors and people are gonna they we need we need to have entertainment and bands are just gonna set up in like parks and play at these little amphitheater things, you know. That's one thing. Uh, I think Meg touched on it earlier. We have a friend who is who does badass bands. That's what she calls her uh, organization, production company, not company. I don't know. She she's awesome. badass. But there, Jolyn does it. Our friend Jolyn, she does badass bands, and she just did her first like pop up outdoor social distance mm. concert. Um, I don't know. Is it? Does she just kind of? It's, I, it's, I didn't know about it until afterwards. So I wonder if there's like a secret. A secret place email that goes out okay. or something and then everyone knows to go to that that's location. very punk we're like zine style you know like there's a show in this warehouse that like you know early <laughs> yeah. days of of all that it's stuff. like footloose when they couldn't dance and yeah. they had to go to dark places and keep it a secret to go <laughs> dance but now you have to do that with live music live music but they, it was pretty successful like we seen we saw some photos and everything and I think she had like three bands play and um, I don't think, I don't, was, I don't, I don't know how they figured out like a PA or there any was like of that. a generator, a generator, but they made it, they made it work and they plan on doing more and it's definitely possible that stuff like this will continue to happen and somebody mm -hmm. else might try to do it, you know. Yeah, I could see it working. I mean, like there's a, down in San Diego, there's this place called Chicano Park and there's like a, like a pedestal, a big pedestal. So you could set up like a full on stage on it and it would be like, you know, people could just stand around you 360. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what will happen for the next year is they're just gonna figure out ways to be outdoors, especially in Southern California. For sure. Yeah. It's like most of the time it's, you're able to do that. Yeah. Uh, there's another venue in San Diego. I don't know if it's still around, but it was called the Courtyard. And it was just like a, Somebody just took over a um, lot. parking lot and then put one of those like roll out. It was like in a in one of those like big metal, you know, shipping container things like the stage would sort of fall off of it. Or you could just drive up one of those like semis. You know how they do that at some venues or the semi just like you're seeing that just kind of like folds out and there's yeah. a stage. It's pretty rad. Yeah. They could just roll up, boom, stage, and then have these things, and then go to the next city, and that could be touring for a little while. But I mean, Great production idea. production companies can definitely get out, get on that, and uh, it just is. You nobody wants to get sued is the only problem, you know. 
Yeah, so it's going to have to be like, I don't know, there was just a generator there and we fucking <laughs> set up and played. Uh, you know, I don't know who that is. There was just um, a sound system, some staging. Uh, I was just there. There was lights and everything. I don't know. It just happened to be there. Go okay. figure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, cool, dudes. This is always great talking to you. We want to keep talking to you, and we can still talk to you. Unfortunately, we have a 45-minute show. Okay. Um, <laughs> to give us, our listeners, if we, we, we want to hear some friendly bear, something that best represents your first listen, what would you, what would you play, them, play them out? We could, we, um, one, of the first, one of the first recordings we did was a song called Haunted House. Okay. So that's a, a cool song. Mm-hmm. And that was um, Meg and Guy's uh, first experience in the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, Sweet. In a proper studio, yeah. Like okay, cool. Uh, yeah. And this is Guy Fieri? Guy Fieri. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is Guy, the singer and songwriter of Friendly Bear. Yes, Guy Jedediah. He is our friend and our, our, our largely bearded friend. Excellent. And, uh, he, uh, yeah, yeah, he's singing and I'm playing the bass and I'm playing the drums. And it's a cool song. Well, we're going to check it out. Oh, on it out. Guys, we wish Thanks, you the best. Guys. Stay safe in quarantine. Keep posted on any new things and we'll share it. We're big fans, you guys. And thanks again for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thanks. All right, guys. Yeah.